following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. Podcast. This is a show dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system created by Fantasy Flight Games and produced by Edge Studio, a show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both the player's and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me, as always, are my good friends and co-hosts, Chris Holmes and Stefan Dragonspot. How are we doing, homie? Rock and stone! <laughs> um, for Carl! Yeah. For Carl! <laughs> yeah, Deep Rock Galactic, baby. <laughs> Got a little hooked on that a few days ago. Um, thank you, Sean, um, Tony's son, for uh, showing us the greatness that is that. Um, maybe we'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> I don't know, a link fun, to it. Fun video game. It, it's fun. It's just dwarves, space mining dwarves. It's Starfinder in space in a way and just being stupid and dumb and fun. You know, that's great. How about you, Stefan? How you doing? It's really all I gotta I, say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing good too. I'm uh, away from home at my parents visiting, but uh, got so recording uh, remotely. Sweet. And uh, yeah, recently I uh, you know I listened to uh, some other podcasts, and one of them was an RPG podcast, and they read one of my uh, emails I sent to them talking about. Uh, introducing like groups of NPCs, like I, rival NPC groups to the, the PC groups. And one time how I did that with a, uh, a one shot in Savage Worlds with uh, like the yeah, space truckers scavenger hunt. I don't know if you guys ever heard about that when I ran for Jamie and uh, Daryl Blaine and, you know, but anyway, it's a big scavenger hunt. It was really fun. You know, one of the rival groups was basically uh, a guy that I named Sweet Gary, who likes to dress up as uh, as Shirley Temple on, on on his ship, the good ship Lollipop, which is bright, painted bright pink, and his his crew are basically battle droids painted in various uh, pastel colors, and how you know they, they had to uh, fight off that group and, uh, and and succeed at the scavenger hunt, which was of course fantastic. totally off the wall. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the listeners were that's like it was Brett and, and Sean from Gaming NBS and they going I want to play in that game now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sometimes of course. I have inspiration and it just yep. takes yep. a life of its own. <laughs> I know. I know. And, you know. Just from the wacky NPCs that I created, of course, you know, the, the, the the group I was playing with, they took it totally off the tracks. <laughs> really? That <laughs> that group did? Oh, no, I don't see it. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. see it. No, yeah. no, no. Well, you had to be there, so. <laughs> but that was fun. So there's some good memories there. Um, oh, good. That that uh, brought back. How about you, Tony? What you what have you been doing up to? Uh, same thing as homie. I so I took a week off of work to play Destiny Two, but suddenly found Deep Rock Galactic and haven't touched Destiny Two. Um, <laughs> because the latest expansion just came out and mm-hmm. yeah, because I do that when a game I love comes out with something, I take a week off. Well, I, yeah, I've been 
mining as a dwarf and getting very little done around the house. Um, (laughs) That's an awesome sentence, by the way. I've been mining as a dwarf and getting nothing done around the house. That is fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, That's been my world. Um, So, but I did do a little bit of research for our show. Very little, by the way. Very little. Um, because you know, the name of our, you know, the name of our episode kind of is appropriate for what we've just been talking about, Tony. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, is uh, it? ep- this is episode 98, virtual, quote unquote, tabletop insanity. <laughs> yeah, we've been going virtually insane. Rock and stone. <laughs> for Carl. For Carl. I'm going The theme song should be by... <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on with the show. All right. All right. Well, hey, welcome to Signal, where uh, Stefan shares all of the hot and juicy news. Um, off the uh, drive-through RPG, um, and the uh, okay, the Ed Studio <laughs> section of that website. Okay, you kept it going. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's a distraction. Exactly. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys know what this section is all about. Stefan, take it away. <laughs> yep. yep. So, hello there. Hello, uh, Genesis fans, Genesis uh, players. So this time, um, something new was uh, for, it's specifically written for Realms of Tyrannoth, but can be adapted, uh, as per the creator say, to uh, other fantasy uh, genre settings. It's That's called genre Stun- for you English that, speakers. Yeah, That's exactly. right. That's genre, not wrong. <laughs> Yes, putting the ass back in class. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so it's called Stones of Solace. Uh, the adventure, that's the name of the adventure. And recently they came out with uh, a character pack of pregens for it. Um, so the Stones of Solace was out for a, a little while, uh, created by uh, Real H. Hyatt. I hope that's how we pronounce it. Uh, in French, I would pronounce it Real, but whatever. <laughs> so the adventure has been out for a little while. Then he added the pregen character packs, um, and he's he's now uh, they're now available as a bundle as well. So this is suitable for three to six players. Uh, we played over between four to six sessions, and uh, yeah, so the. A nice epic adventure where the heroes save the day, of course. Um, the PCs, once the pregens are used, or if you don't use the adventure, you can use them uh, for other scenarios. They have fleshed out backgrounds and motivations, etc., and gear. Uh, and from what I can see, about 50 earned XP. Now, the, exp- the artwork, there's an illustration for each character. They're not, of course, you know, the fantastic artwork that may be a professional company like FFG we have is able to afford, but they're they're kind of nice. And they, they didn't make an effort, so A for effort, of course. Um, so yeah, um, 
I looked at it. The, the adventure, the characters are all fairly unique. Sometimes they take a little bit of a twist uh, in them, uh, so it's kind of cool. Uh, so the pre-gen character pack is available for only $4.99 as well as the adventure $4.99. But if you get it in the bundle, then they're only $6.99 for both. And that's, yeah, so all three will have the links and the show notes. And uh, yeah, uh, go there and encourage Riel. Maybe he'll print out or create some uh, some new stuff. Um, so far, it, it looks pretty uh, pretty good to me. Uh, so uh, I hope that helps Rial and his efforts to, uh, to come up with more stuff and uh, maybe make boost his stuff to Electrum or even maybe Silver or Gold maybe uh, level. And that's pretty much it for boosting the signal, nice and sweet. Excellent. Well done, uh, 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 yes. Six ninety nine. <laughs> that's a steal, man. Yeah, that's pretty good for for both products. Yeah. How 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 long how long is the um is the adventure module like? How how many pages are in, are in that adventure? Uh, yeah. If I remember correctly, are about twenty or thirty pages. That's uh, decent. That's nice. So you know, concluding yeah. cover if it's got uh, some good uh, good details in it, and of course NPC stat blocks and so forth. So uh, it's pretty pretty Definitely. nice. I mean, yep. and you know, three to three to six sessions. You said you played it in three sessions. No, I I did not play it, but I just read up on it. That's what they oh, say okay. that it three could be played sessions. four oh, to six cool. sessions for three to six plays. Is nice. Nice. Yeah, definitely nice bang for your buck there for sure. <clears throat> yep. Even the awesome. cover illustration of the adventure is a uh, pictures an, an elf, but not the typical. Pale elf, it's more like an almost like an African American kind of uh, elf, maybe so the, the darker uh, savannas or something like that. So it's a nice take. Uh, not doesn't have to be all fair haired and blonde. Uh, Deep elves, characters. yeah. Deep elves, yeah. Or jungle awesome. elves, or you know, savanna yeah. elves. <laughs> cool. Very nice. All right. So there we go. Welcome to the Books of Genesis, everybody. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right. Um, this is where we but normally discuss this one section of the books in detail. But today we have something special for you all, talking about um, virtual tabletop gaming. Um, and we had first discussed this back in episode 17 hitting that way back machine. Um, and that was called Genesis and the Internet. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so the, yeah, so Genesis and virtual, top, virtual gaming have kind of grown since then and probably grown a lot in the last couple of years because of COVID and whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been doing a lot since then. Um, so I guess we can kind of get into it and tony you found a great resource um to kick this thing off why don't you t- talk about it real quick yeah so drain smith uh scott zumwalt he runs the um the reddit forum on genesis and he has pinned to the homepage there a how to play online how do i play online 
thread, and it is a great thread. It uh, it does cover um, everything that we're going to cover in the show, um, and then of course we have a little more to add to that. But it does have links to all those um, things, and um, there's some discussion to be had on the prices of some of the items they may have uh, need may need to be updated on here, but um, excellent resource if you're looking to start gaming with your group online or if you're looking for a new place to game online um, so uh, yeah, but we'll I'd like to, have, yeah we'll definitely have that link in the in the uh, show notes I'd like to kick off our show notes going you know kick off with our discussion talking about the one we've used from day one yeah um, no, we'll for, since ever since we started gaming together before we even were podcasting Mm-hmm. Um, yep. five or six years oh. ago yeah uh we've been all been fantasy grounds users now back then all of us as gms decided to pay for the ultimate license and if you wait till middle of the year around august or september there's usually a sale um that you can I bought find mine around, i bought mine around christmas right after and that was the other thing you can find it um around Black Friday and around uh, Christmas for on sale again. Um, right now, the one-time fee for a ultimate membership for Fantasy Grounds is $149. Or you can pay $99 a month and just pay for the months that you're playing. But if you're like us, you play year-round for years on end. You don't take breaks. Um, it has been a huge savings to buy in. Oh, yeah. Um, with the ultimate license, because with the ultimate license, you get multiple game systems, including 2D20. You get um, more core, which is their kind of core system. You get um, all of the current editions of D shift seven D. And then you get a bunch of user created ones like we have with fantasy, uh, like we have with Genesis. Right. And what the most important part of getting an ultimate license is, None of your players have to have a license themselves. Right. So if you're gonna if you're gonna have one GM or two in the group, um, if you guys want to, if you have two designated or one designated GM, get your players to pitch in and pay for it. It will pay for itself very soon. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's one hundred fifty dollars for that when it's not on sale. And I think. I've seen. Yeah. I think I had gotten mine for one hundred and twenty dollars American. Um, I got mine for one hundred and nine. One hundred and nine. Okay, for you, twenty dollars yep. off. Yeah. Yep, yep. Around that, yeah, like half price yeah. from what the the regular one. Oh and wow. I, uh, yeah, one one time, so it was really worth it. And there was okay. one time, one time, me, Jim, and a few others, uh, when uh, Jamie was running us through ETU. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, I think you were for, you were part yeah. of that. We we all chipped in. To get Jim, Jamie uh, the full license. Yep. Because he was all only on the uh, slightly lower license. So uh, we just chipped in as a gift for him. I was like, yeah, there you go. It's all paid for now. You got you got it forever. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and so, like I said, this is one we have the most experience with. Yeah. The data set is user created, uh, the, meaning the UI um, that you use to play Genesis. And it was originally created for Star Wars. Um, yep, the rule but set was. Yep, the rule set, you, which you still need the original rule set, Star Wars rule set for it. 
yes. But then you can buy the Genesis version of that, or not buy, sorry, download these for free from their forums. Uh, you can find these on their forums, on the Fantasy Grounds forums. Um, and uh, you have to have the Star Wars one. You have to ha then Genesis. You can also get their dice extension um, and a couple other things that actually help make it easier to play the game. Um, particularly the dice extension adds the ability to do um, add threat and advantage or successes and rolls. failures yeah. to your rolls. Yeah. Um, Symbols. So. Mm -hmm. so that is handy mm -hmm. because right. as more gen things for Genesis came out, it didn't originally, wasn't a lot of that in Star Wars, but as more things come out for Genesis, we see more of that in talents and uh, class abilities and career, or sorry, um, um, talents, definitely. Uh, what am I thinking of? Not class abilities, but um, archetype abilities. Archetype abilities, yeah. Oh, yeah. See it, yep. see it in there. So Yeah, sometimes a success and a threat, for example. You know, you, if you use a certain talent, so you'll you, you get automatically a success, but a threat, maybe. Yeah. Right. And well, even yeah, some... Extension. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. Even some of the uh, weapons abilities that are coming out and such with, like, Keyforge have that built into. So... Yeah, even even the basic ability like superior or inferior adds a, uh, an advantage or a setback symbol. Now, or, one of the criteria. But, sorry, go ahead, Stefan. I interrupted you. No, sorry, just talking about that symbol. And also, I think that dice set has the, the plus minus buttons that help you upgrade uh, your positive or negative dice depending on who's uh, spending a story point. Yes. So that you don't have to just replace the dice itself, just upgrade it or downgrade it so that uh, yep. one of the dice automatically changes. Yeah, it's very handy to do that. Just click, you know, mm -hmm. tell you, player has adversary too, they just click the plus sign twice for the purple die and boom, it adds two, it, it changes two of them to red. Exactly. Or if it was a single purple difficulty, you'll change one to red and then add a purple. Mm -hmm. So it does that automatically. And that so that's the system part of it. And then one of the things that I love about Fantasy Grounds is the map usage. Um, yep. So you can you can load your own maps that right. you can find everywhere on the internet. I mean, I find maps everywhere. If you find yeah. you look for a battle map, Google battle map. Yes. If you're looking for one in a church, look church. If you want specifically an abandoned church, type abandoned church. Yep. You want one that's an evil church, you can type evil. I mean, it. You're going to yeah. get twenty. 30 good looking the maps are only as good as your google food as far as i'm concerned to be honest with you because there's so yeah. much talent out there and all of you map makers out there kudos to you man and, uh, are, and women that's just, just great yeah and there are individuals you can kick in on patreon that do yep. um map subscriptions that are great i've done one or two of them myself um yeah, where you get monthly maps for a small you know small monthly fee yeah. And, and, and let's not forget drive through RPG has lots of maps there as well, you know, for all kinds of situations, but from fantasy, of course, to sci-fi and everything in between. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the one major downside with the Genesis player or with the Genesis extension on uh, yeah. Fantasy Grounds is that though the data set has the system, 
there are no modules that have all of the book information mm -hmm. that you all have to add manually yourselves and it's a, it's a little matter of creating something cutting and pasting and sometimes you have to reformat because books now, there are, are some modules there are some modules that that are that you'll download but the description text will say go to this book go to this book and you've got to go to the physical book to get them. at least it gives you the page number yeah. it'll give you the page numbers most of them will yep 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 and if you're looking at pdfs always add a page or two for the cover pages but um <laughs> yep <laughs> exactly you can always yeah, copy paste it yourself afterwards but that's uh, mainly for copyright uh purposes yeah correct whatever yeah. you add to your individual character as a player yeah. whatever you add to things as a gm stays there so you, and it's just yours it's not you're not going to copyright infringe for what you're using no um if, whatever you want to cut and paste in there yourself if you wanted to take the time to put all of realms of Terranoth's data that's in the book into there yourself you could do so well yeah. would have done that jesus yeah i, I don't know that, would, that guy would have been nuts yeah <laughs> NVTS nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Now, homie, right. you've got you've got a little note here in your notes, and I thought maybe I'd let yeah. you go on a little further on this. So another drawback to playing um not drawback, but a um something that you're not gonna get in fantasy grounds by using the Star Wars rule set slash Genesis is it only runs in the non-Unity version of Fantasy Grounds. Now, what does that mean to everybody? The Unity version of Fantasy Grounds gives you the ability to do lighting and setting up walls to do those lighting effects to give fog you the fog of war in your in your map so that when your players are can move their tokens on their map, you attach lights to them, the light sources, it'll reveal the maps. You will not get that with this. So I'm not sure the status about that. I know somebody was working on a Unity version. Of course, this is all fan-created stuff, too. Um, don't know what the um, status is on that, but that's a drawback but, here. But still, we were able there's to... There's another difference between Unity and Classic. Unity is uh, cloud-based for where it saves, so it doesn't use up as yeah. much data space on your computer. Mm -hmm. um, whereas um, classic, everything's saved right on your PC for the host. Yeah, and you're making the point connections. Yeah, the players are connecting up to the host, right? Yeah. For all of that. Yep. Um, good point, Tony, on that. Yeah, so it does matter because then it, when you when you're running in classic, you're like Stefan. You have to have good internet in order to to be the GM. Mm -hmm. um, if you're trying to run on rural internet like poor stefan you're not able to host in in fantasy grounds classic right. really not and if you, no <laughs> yeah and then these you know and then when you're when you're when your um players do connect to your game they are going to be downloading those files and like we said like those modules um if you have spent the time to create a player's module or the realms of tiranoth you know text or whatever you know that stuff will take time all of the maps that you've loaded in that's going to take time for them to download too um yeah um but i mean my overall feeling on fantasy grounds is there is a 
there's a steep learning curve there for GMs and players alike to get used to the interface. But once you do, it's all right once you get the hang of it. Oh, yeah. You just got to muddle through it, right? You just got to get pushed through it and, you know, work I through all say, that stuff. So, yeah, go ahead. I want to say it took maybe two, three sessions of running Star Wars in the system because Genesis wasn't out yet when I first started two or three sessions before all my players and I were all completely comfortable with it right. as a, um, a, a easy user interface. Right. Uh, as far as building the pools and removing the dice, adding a dice, referencing your, your character sheets and all that kind of stuff. Um, there are some little fiddly bits like um, there's a combat tracker. So selecting, um, your vigilance or cool from an initiative, a specific slot on the character sheet so that it puts your role into the combat tracker as an initiative role was one of the things we kind of got to get used to. Um, yeah. What was the other thing? Rolling your, making your combat rules for your weapons from the combat tab instead of from the skills yeah. tab, right? Um, that was like what I was going to say too, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Tony. Oh, go ahead, Stefan. If yeah, learning, learning what, yeah, to, to use the combat tab and choose your weapon there so that it will also add the damage, you know, yep. ma- modify the damage and other effects so that it right. adds any successes to the base damage. So, uh, so you know, we've all been guilty of doing it from the skills like, oh, okay, so we have to do it manually. Yep. But, you know, that's fairly easy enough when, you, when you're familiar, okay, apply the damage right. manually, move on. Right. So as a player, that's that. So then from Tony, as a, as a GM, your, your learning curve, what were the, what are kind of the, I don't know, gotchas or whatever things that you've, a couple of things. Well, you can't, so, you know, if you, you give, you're given modules for Star Wars monsters, you can't use those. The skills are very different. Um, Star Wars to, uh, Genesis, as far as the skill set and the way they're drawn out. So you, as GMs, if you're trying to reskin a monster from Star Wars, you really are better off creating it from scratch and just copying over manually the data. Mm-hmm. That way, it the creature has all of the proper skills for Genesis in the in the rule set that you're using, whether it's Terranoth or you know whatever. Um, because the skill set is slightly just tweaked differently. Um, yep. yep. And and so like when one system, ju- just as an example, um, the combat skills on Star Wars they use in parentheses for brawn they used capital B lowercase R, but in Genesis they did it capital B capital R. Brawl, sorry, um, uh, and that it's a brawn-based skill. That abbreviation, because it's case-sensitive, you can't just click on the dice pool for a monster that's in Star Wars that has brawl and use it in Genesis because it won't roll. You, it, it won't build the pool for you. Um, Small little fiddly bits like that. That's the yeah. steep learning curve, everybody. <laughs> yeah. If all but, of your eyes are glazing over right now, <laughs> yeah, that's part of the steep learning curve a bit. Yeah. But you Again, did job, Chris. It, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead, Tony. Finish it up. took time for us to do it. But mm-hmm. once we got it, the system worked Pretty marvelously. Well, huh? 
it works yeah. marvelously for speeding up play. And one of the things that facilitates speeded up play for me is not having the players have to describe their dice pools uh, to the GM via whatever uh, voice chat you're using, which Fantasy Grounds doesn't have its own built-in voice chat, just so you know. Um, so whatever voice you're using, like we use Skype, you normally, if you're in some of these other ones, you have to, oh, I've got two yellow, a green, and two purple. Are you good with that GM? In this, you don't have to do that because there is a window that you can open up that shows the entire table uh, Everybody's of players, the players and the GM. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a toggleable. The GM can turn it off. Uh, but it shows the players and the GM's story, uh, or sorry, the um, dice pools um, as they're building them, so yeah. that the GM can go, "I'm I'm happy with these dice pools. Go ahead and roll." And it's just a one-click roll, and it tabulates the dice for you. And that doing that and getting that system down, while it took two or three sessions, once we had it, man, um, sessions flew yeah. um, because you could. There wasn't time for new players teaching them um i taught my grognard group on fantasy grounds so they didn't have to interpret dice rolls uh, it gave them the it gave them the totals yeah um and very handy exactly yeah and chris you did a great job of making those modules for genesis you know and uh yeah. when they came out yeah the player the player sheets you know basically uh, th those were awesome thank you, you. Know. Yeah, I cleaned up. I cleaned up a, uh, the Genesis extension, and mm -hmm. uh, I think the Genesis dice extension had a couple of uh, had a had a bug or two in it. But I cleaned those up a little bit, and then I made some modules for um, some of the other systems and such. But yeah, yeah. that I've shared with you guys the, that we played with. Yeah, because I see. I remember seeing the Star Wars version. You probably use that as a basic template, I guess, to yep. create the Genesis one. So uh, they look great with the orange and and, and blue and white. Oh, yeah. Very Thanks. reminiscent of the core. Mm -hmm. Well, that helps. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Yep. So <laughs> that's Fantasy Grounds. That's yep. just one of the options out there. Of the, half, the, a the half a dozen we're going to go over, I think. <laughs> What's the big one, though, that everybody uses? I know all the all the D20 radio folks and all their players all use it. Yeah, well, the next one could be uh, is Roll20. That was one that was uh, very popular. It started off a long time ago, like maybe a little bit before Fantasy Grounds or around the same time. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's been around for a long time. It's it's uh, web browser based and very customizable. You can use it for all kinds of systems, including Genesis. You'll have to pay for it. You, you will have to yeah. purchase a license. To I believe create your own character sheets, create your own system. Yeah, if you, you have a free stuff. Vision, but that's but there's so many out there though yeah. that you can use. So, so I've only played it or used it as a player in Roll Twenty. So I haven't used it as a GM, but uh, so I've, I've played different systems in it. So it, it does work fairly yeah. well. Mm -hmm. I've yeah, been playing I used in it, it oh, go ahead, for Tom. another system. I used it for uh, not for um, Genesis, but I used it for uh, the storyteller system from uh, for Werewolf. Right. Yep. That yep. was fun. And they had a good, got, they had a decent module there. I think that was easy enough to use. Right. And for eight dollars and thirty three cents a month, 
to get the ultimate license and be able to and and by the way if there is a module or data set as i like to call it created for that system you can just load it in save it all in there load it in which includes for genesis basically the character sheet because everything is done from the character sheets yeah um as far as dice rolling and all that such there's good one there's really good one out there it is um the kind of community crowdsourced it um which a lot of the which has a lot of those people that have been playing genesis from day one and see um um, and people who helped create Genesis that worked on this. This is the the chosen format that they use to play Genesis on. So they all kind of worked on creating that character sheet. So um, I have had the chance as a player one time to play the Genesis um, format. And I got to say that it, it does almost all the same things that Fantasy Grounds does. Right. Um, you, you do need to have the character sheet format because that is where all the dice mechanics are built from yep uh the downside i saw was that the whole table didn't see your die rolls just you and the gm your individual um player and gm saw your dice pool before you built it and the gm added the difficulty now i don't know if that was a choice of the gm that i played with but the yeah, it could know. be something you could toggle on and off maybe uh, that might be a question about to that. ask yeah, people who've GM'd that. with it before. Um, and if you know someone who has, you can ask them. But uh, it is... I played with Darren on a, on a Genesis game. I remember that. Yeah, he, he was the one who adding adding difficulty before we rolled. Right. Yep. Sorry about that, Tony. No, that's fine. Uh, and it does have map usage, and it's it's just same quality map usage as Fantasy Grounds. You you can move tokens. You can you can everybody can see the map. Um, it does I, have it does have lighting and such yep. in it too, and the fog of war and those kinds of things. So in that regard, um, from a um, what is it the, uh, from a Genesis usability point of view, um, you will have like lighting and. Um, those kinds of things on your maps using roll 20 where you wouldn't in fantasy grounds as built in voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, built in chat also, uh, which I forgot to mention fantasy grounds does have built in chat, but yes. Yep. Um, those very, you know, the fact that it has its own voice is handy for people who don't like to use or don't want to use the bandwidth of a separate voice, uh, system like we do uh but me personally i like to have video it might have uh, voice and it might have voice and video too it might have video too i i, I never noticed whether it had video or not so i, I wasn't going to speak on that yeah, i can't um, say for sure i think but that's that why i started using skype. sorry go ahead stefan sorry uh, i think darren said it, that the at least the voice chat when using it through rule 20 plus all the other features was a little wonky but it could be also internet uh, i'm not sure about the video uh, I see. either uh if you mentioned that we could have video uh but uh, when i played with him on uh, another system a while back uh we did use uh in this case was zoom he had a we use zoom with video and audio for uh, for speaking instead yes yeah. there's multiple options for video and audio out there i i when I first started, I looked at what I could 
what I had loaded on my computer. I had Skype already. So boom, I just went ahead and started using that. Uh, um, and, you know, I've used Discord since, I've used Zoom, used Google, what used to be um, Google Hangouts, but it's now gone. Yeah. Um, it's only professional now, but uh, still, all those facilitate that if you're not comfortable with using Roll20s. Yep. Um, Chris, where well, you got some notes on this yourself? What do you think? I just pulled up uh, Roll20, and it does look like it does support video. Just let okay. you know. Um, the only so I did I did throw a couple of notes here in that I don't feel the learning curve is as steep as Fantasy Grounds in for the opinion. user or for the person who's trying to run the I, game. Like I think modify. I think both. Um, I think for the user it's easier, or for the player it'll be it'll be easier. Um, for the GM, I think it might not be as steep, but there is going to be a learning curve there. And kind of a different way, I think. Um, all of these are going to have a learning curve, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I think um, this might not be as complicated as in, to figure out as Fantasy Grounds, in my opinion. I don't think. Um, but again, I haven't really GM'd enough to really get a good feel of it. Um, I'll, I could tell you my personal experience, and this again, with is not Genesis, but my personal experience from GMing in it to playing in it it was much easier to learn to play took only a few minutes of him explaining the character sheet and how it worked to me but learning how to upload things as a gm a lot of work um yeah. and a lot of wonkiness to uh get it to look right you had to make sure that your f file size and your pixels and all that such had to be micromanaged. Didn't size things for me. Um, yeah. So whereas with Fantasy Grounds, I threw a map in, I can just use my scroll mouse to size it, you know, mouse scroll to to size it to what I want. In Roll20, I had to do that beforehand in paint to get it to the size that I want it so that when my players see it, it isn't blown. Yeah. I mean just uploading a tiny little image of a clan symbol. Simple yeah. as that. A little clan tribal tattoo symbol for players to see for werewolf mm -hmm. was, oh, I loaded it and it was fucking seven miles big and you couldn't fucking understand it. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So, so, so in another, so it, it, there are fiddly bits in this one in different ways. <laughs> Agreed. That will, that will got you. That, that will, that will get you. And Tony just described a good one as well right there <laughs> for it. So, and I think that's probably is a fair statement on really all of these we're going to share. Um, and another generic blanket statement across this whole thing that we're talking about as well. And I just put it in this one, this one, I thought about it was um, you are going to spend more time prepping for a game for an online game. than you will face a face game guaranteed. In general, yeah. yeah. In general, you will. Um, I, I, like Tony well, said, adjusting the size of your maps. Go ahead, Tony. If you're if you're if you're like me, you've bought the books. You've bought for years. You've been picking up maps or miniatures here and there. You've got the things laying around that you're going to use. And so when you prep for a face-to-face -face game, you grab that stuff. 
Yeah, and just the lay them down you, in front of your pl- players. Yeah, the books you need, the GM screen, it's all right there. For a virtual yeah. tabletop, it's not. You have to import it. You have to bring them into paint. You got to decide what pixels size you want. What yeah. you know? <laughs> not yeah. only that, NPC stats. I mean, you, unless you're playing one of the big, big games, the big popular games, you know, mm-hmm. of uh, of D20 systems, whatever variation, they'll have all kinds of modules of stat blocks already there. In less popular games like Genesis, you know, the stat blocks you'll you'll have to enter manually if you if it's not something you've used before. Right. Uh, well, like anything else. Oh, go ahead. And that's something I was going to refer to um, with both Roll20 and Fantasy Grounds. If you are a guy like me and Chris, we play other games. Yep. Um, you can purchase a lot of times from their own websites the rule set. It might be a money sink, um, but if you're dedicated to one and you want to play that one virtual tabletop for all your games eventually you'll collect enough stuff that you aren't spending any money anymore until something new comes out but you have all that data and it's all plugged in for you for most other game systems Mm -hmm. Um, particularly the big ones like pathfinder and d shift 7d and um you know those huge ones right Um, yeah well there's so yeah and 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 i think like like anything and like anything else like for your face-to-face games like tony said you're going to be collecting these maps you're going to be collecting the miniatures you're going to be collecting all this stuff same goes and we're not trying to discourage you from playing online obviously instead telling you that it's that it's going to take you a long time but as you load in all these maps as you create these npcs as you load in all these different tokens they're going to be in there for you to use in another adventure or whatever. So you're going to be building your own library of this stuff to use, to reuse in the future. Yeah, so, exactly. um, so it may be, so, so it may eventually get a little better for you there too. So, exactly. or as I have my Keep own full mind. terabyte high, hard drive of <laughs> GM resources. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, um, anything else to say on roll 20 before we go to the next one? No, that's pretty much it, I think, on my okay. end. You, Tony? Yeah. Good. All right. Well, the next one um, is Foundry VTT. Now, I've been playing playing on this one recently um, in Flames of Freedom, the uh, Zweehander variant. Um, and this one is a web-based VTT. Um, costs $50, one-time payment, um, where you will be hosting a server... <laughs> Is that just the GM or everyone? Uh, just your GM. Just okay. a GM. To, that will be able. That will give you a license to start up a server for your players to connect to. Okay. Okay. And then, um, then you just give them a, you just give them a link, a web link. They'll connect up to your game. Give them passwords. Set up passwords for them. They'll log in as their username, and then they'll just connect up to your game. Um, and then with this one, what you do is you basically select a game system. In this case, they do have a Star Wars FFG system, game system for you to choose and download. I have not found anything specifically for Genesis, though. And then you create a world. Then you'll create your individual scenes for your adventure there. And um, the scenes will be made up of a background map. You can do lighting and walls. 
um, your environment. You can have everything from, you can have like a blowing leaves, rain, and snow. And then you can have the actors and t uh, tokens, um, which will represent the actors and character. Everybody will have like a character sheet and whatever, and you'll have a token associated with them that they'll be able to move around on a map and you can attach lighting to them and you can change the lighting effects as well. Um, and of course, like I said, map usage. Um, and uh, for me as a programmer, it's very strong in that the, the, they ex you extend it through module-based programming using like these manifest files um, that you could find out there. Um, you could create powerful macros as well to, to roll, you know, make whatever kind of rolls you want to make, right? Um, you can, um, I could see this being used, these macros being created for, say, signature spells in a Tiernoth game uh, to build up dice pools. Um, and uh, you could potentially create with these macros your own little wizard you know like that'll walk you through hey is this a short range spell is it at long range is it whatever what effects do you want to add to it too so it could potentially get a little crazy <laughs> if you want um just how much time you want to really put into it but um that is available there so uh I know, Stefan, you kind of added a little bit. Yeah, I have. This as well. Yeah, there's a couple links here. A couple of links. We have one of our uh, listeners who's played around with Foundry VDT. He had sent me a few links, and he had invited me to a game just to show me a few, but I didn't have much time to delve deep. Uh, his name is Cody Doolittle. Do um, and, uh, yeah, he's uh, been playing around uh, with Genesis on the Foundry. So he's got a couple of videos that he made on YouTube on his channel. And uh, so we'll include those in the link. And he's even going to make, he says, I reached out to him today. And he'll make a, a short video, almost like a quick overall to, overview tutorial uh, of how to, uh, how to do it as a GM uh, as well. And uh, he'll send us the link so we can uh, upload that. Uh, for uh, for you fellow players, and one of the things he writes, some of it echoes a bit. We were saying, uh, Chris, so mm -hmm. the complexity and learning curve can be fairly high. This is I'm quoting his uh, message to me. Yep. Depending on how much you want to do, Foundry can use animated maps and tokens, and does have weather effects. So for whatever reason, you can make it rain, snow, etc. The YouTube Creator Encounter Library runs through a lot of tutorials. For a basic session, you can get away with very little prep. He says, I've brought in friends to check out the platform, and they've been able to get up and going on a basic level in a matter of minutes. So the modules can uh, that can be added all community-driven, which, he says, makes him a little wary that at any moment that, that community member in question could drop off the planet. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that's... You see that everywhere, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not just that. Stuff. Um, if you're draw downloading something that the community created, you, um, it's not it's not quality controlled, so no. you don't know what you're downloading mm -hmm. until you load it. 
<laughs> only their level that. of quality control. You know, everybody has their own level of quality control for sure. Yeah. It, I mean, I don't mean, I, yeah, I don't mean it's it's not mm-hmm. centrally quality controlled by a central source. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, no, no one has found uh, the foundry uh, developers or admins are screening this, obviously. Yeah. Uh, they just leave it up to you, each individual. So buyer beware, maybe a little bit, but they're usually free anyway. Yeah. But, you pay for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but Cody says he'll be nice enough to maybe include a uh, little tutorial uh, for us. So hopefully, yeah. Uh, before the show drops, we'll uh, have that link, and I'll uh, we'll be able to add that as well. To if the, not, uh, if not, he can post it in um, Mayway. Yeah, yep, he can post it in any of our, uh, our 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 Genesis groups that we're in, or our even our page on Facebook. Facebook yep. Yeah, always. Or he can even tweet it to you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's always <laughs> ways to get in touch with one of us. So reach Absolutely. out and touch one of us. I mean, contact us. You wish. Reach out and touch Stefan. He is our media touch person. Damn, yeah. we've almost gone an hour <laughs> before one of those. Jeez, can't believe it. What, and a double entendre? Oh, we've had a Yeah, couple. the double Well, <laughs> come on. Not like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> Another little disclaimer I'll just want to mention is that, uh, like, we've mentioned prices here and there, but prices are subject to change whenever you guys, you know, our listeners listen to this in the future. Who knows? When, uh, the prices might go up or down. So, If you're listening to this in the future, you're, you know. Yeah. Price probably getting... what's a dollar fire beware yeah sorry yeah, what's a dollar i don't have bitcoins i don't know what dollars are that's right i have, I have those in the credits yeah. now yeah i have new yen. i have the new yen now. <laughs> so next we one pay that in, we're going to we talk about in, we pay, we pay in canadian maple syrup ounces <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Hey. Okay, go ahead <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> the next one we're going to talk about is uh this was uh um a another community kind of driven uh oh yeah one and that's uh rpg sessions sessions now we've talked about this multiple <laughs> times on our show have another drink tony you're slurring baby um best part about it is it's free <laughs> yeah it is but thanks nugget. if you're a generous person they have a patreon and Every penny you throw them gives them the time and the the resources to work on it. So um, this is user created and updated, so it doesn't receive a lot of updates, but it is good to start. Um, yeah. It's browser based. Uh, the character sheets look snappy as all get out. And a great Hell place yeah. to store all your characters for all systems in one place. That's where we store our advantageous, uh, where ever since they had created it, I think we had been creating our advantageous threats characters up there. And even right our, um, and even our, uh, some of our actual play characters, just to, as kind of a reference a little bit too, before we pull them into fantasy grounds there when we were running too. So and it doesn't use a tremendous amount of bandwidth to use it, which is why Stefan, you yeah. run games in here a lot. <laughs> Yeah, you well, ever since my was <laughs> with Fantasy Grounds, I can't host. Uh, I would That's still right. love to use Fantasy Grounds. There's no nothing wrong with Fantasy Grounds. It's just my my limits for the internet. I've been using RPG right. sessions, and, it's and during good. tourist season, when you're when you're running the running these games from the parking lot, <laughs> exactly. wherever the hell you do, <laughs> That's <laughs> on location. <laughs> on location. Got, 
because it has different tabs. You can open multiple tabs in your browser. So one for the character sheet and one for the game table. Mm -hmm. There is a tab for vehicles. Um, but the, the one of the drawbacks for now, since they haven't developed that aspect yet, you cannot import the vehicles in the game table yet. Eventually it'll come up. You can always wing it if you uh, if you have the stats of a vehicle. Nice pun, you... buddy. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Let's oh, see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's been an awesome uh, alternate resource for me. Um, you know, like I said, we're, we're using it uh, quite a bit. It has a dice roller. If you just want to use it for a dice roller. Which I will be using tonight because I have a fuck ton of boxes I still have to go through to find my dice, and I haven't found them yet. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will not be rolling real dice tonight. <laughs> and since it's a uh, browser base, you can also use it on your on your smartphone. So it's easy to bring in the uh, the dice pool, change it up uh, if uh, there's an upgrade or downgrade, and then rolling rolling it, it it'll educate the whole roll or adjudicate it, something like that. Edu you know, yeah, educate it. It no. sounds like you you it'll, you'll educate it. <laughs> well, as long so, as you educate your your new players, that's uh, right. <laughs> we'll learn you. <laughs> Exactly. We'll learn that roll on you. <laughs> yep, and uh, for 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 game masters, you can upload uh, characters. It lets you choose minions, uh, rivals, or a nemesis, and then you know you, it'll have its own limits. Uh, minions will will not have, of course, uh, strain, and they only have hits. But you there's a place to determine how many minions in that group there'll be, and then it'll calculate. Their dice pool, depending on how many minions are are in the group, cool. You just have to check the uh, the skills that they're uh, that they'll be trained in that they're uh, selected, and that's it. Cool. Uh, yeah. Now, if you're if you didn't if you originally had them as a rival and then you changed them to a minion, will it count the ranks wrong and give them nine ranks and a skill? <laughs> no, I don't think you can check or change. Once you've selected minions, it stays a minion. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Yeah, you'll have to delete it and then start over. I've done that. It's like, no, I don't want these guys as a rival. I want them as a minion. <laughs> so. That's one thing that I noticed one time when I was doing Fantasy Grounds, um, and I had uh, taken a rival threat that was in Star Wars and used it to create minions for um, Fantasy Grounds. And I had originally had it in as a, or sorry, in for Genesis. And um, it was a rival. I had all the skill ranks in. Then I moved it to being a minion, put three minions in the group, and it populated out seven dice, seven <laughs> yellow dice. Uh, <laughs> and they're elite minions. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, you, you do have to be careful with some of these when you're tweaking them like that. But I will try fresh. not to build up my. I will try not to build up my pools that big tonight if um, you happen to go up against minions in <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, RPG <laughs> sessions doesn't do that. That's good. No, that's it. Yeah. And there, there's a chat window in there as well, so you could have characters you know, in the GM chat uh, in it. You just have to select the chat or the combat tab whenever it's appropriate, or even the dice roll tab. So if you, once you make a dice roll, you have to check on, on that one to check what the final result is. But then if someone wants to chat, you have to click on the chat window to see what they said. So there, there's no little alert saying, oh, there's a message waiting. Mm -hmm. Maybe one of the little drawbacks uh, of it, but you know, uh, maybe eventually they'll they'll work on that. And uh, if you're a Patreon of a certain level, 
they call it the deuce. You can upload images in the uh, the chat window. Nice. Cool. Now, um, one of the things I noticed that though that when we run the virtual table and you have the character, you have to have separate tabs for both your character sheet and the virtual table. Yep. Um, and also, just want to mention, it does not have map support. So even if you do upload mi images, you can't use them as maps. No. Um, no. And it doesn't have any built-in voice, so you do have to have a separate uh, voice system. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but all in all, uh, if you're looking at low bandwidth options and mobile friendly mm -hmm. for a player who's like, say, at a hotel somewhere, um, yep. <laughs> traveling, uh, running in RPG sessions, might be an option for you yep. exactly yeah so so far it's worked well for me and uh so i definitely recommend it for what it is it's, there's no issues uh for it uh, and maybe uh, I've, I've become a patron as well just to help them and maybe sometimes you're you're uh sometimes put up to date with what's coming up and maybe uh they'll let you know what they're working on so you can uh, sometimes provide feedback as well. Sometimes they'll release that to, to Patreon members. This new feature, you want to guys can try it on your next game? Sure. And then uh, yeah, how it works. Yeah. Now, going on to the next one. Now, I want to skip ahead in our show notes, guys. I'm going to call an audible here, and we're going to go ahead and jump to Albert Rodeo because, Stefan, you mm -hmm. use that in conjunction with RPG sessions. Yes. And I think we should discuss that next because they two work well together. So because why don't you I, it, go ahead and kick off Albert Rodeo? Okay, yeah, because I needed at one point something to show map. So I've been searching high and low, uh, not just for Genesis, but when I was role playing with something else, uh, with another system as well, just trying out. I found Albert Rodeo. This was a, a bunch of guys, people, fellow gamers, who came up with it because they wanted a, a very simple virtual tabletop for their games. Because when the pandemic started, they could no longer beat face to face, so they whipped this up fairly freely. They have a Patreon as well if you want to encourage them. Uh, but, but it is free. Yeah, you don't even have to uh, create a profile for yourself either. So you no know, email needed, no uh, personal data. You just open up the browser, create the game, and it'll generate one with a password and just gives you a username that you can change be sprite or giant spider or whatever it is and that can be easily changed your players will be invited you can send a link to them with or without a password encourage your password just for for safety and so it's usually just made for the d20 kind of system so it'll have the polyhedral dice and the dice tray so you can use it for a dice roller for that but it doesn't have genesis dice but i was using it mainly for the maps so you can upload maps it has a few generic maps of let's say forest for a city a pavement whatever but you can easily upload uh, new maps uh, i found that maps that already have a grid are easier so that when you bring the tokens that they have are they're already sized to the token to the uh, the grid you don't have okay. to size them but you can resize the token so if you bring a token in it's a giant creature so you can easily size it up uh, or down if it's a halfling or something you can also bring in new tokens which i've discovered you can use any kind of paint or a gimp or photoshop 
crop an image that you have for your one of your ca characters, like uh, in my Dragon Starter game, you uh, you guys have Cookie and Hachu and uh, Udo, and I just cropped a square image of them, brought it up, and there you go. That's that's their token. Put a yes. name on it, and they can easily move the token around. Uh, so that's fairly easy. No, and you can make some of the tokens invisible. There's no fog of war, though, no no hiding uh, part of the map. It's all there all the time. But, you know, you can, there's pointers and other forms you can draw on it if you need to. Uh, I've used that a couple of times. Um, you can also share audio files, correct? Uh, I haven't tried it, but, uh, yeah, you can share audio. Yeah, I, I, no, I, so if you have some audio uh, websites like Ambient Mixer, I think you can f funnel it through so that they can hear it. So uh, if it's a creepy cavern with dripping water, I think you can try that. I would, would like to try that eventually, but right now I haven't. <laughs> right, right. But it is possible. You can even change the color of the dice if you. that's important for you, uh, the dice that are already there. Uh, yeah, it's got to be the lucky poopy color dice. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be, especially when they're rolling shitty. Or, or the barfy <laughs> the dice when you're just throwing up all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you can't no. use um, Genesis dice, though. No, no, that's not uh, what it was made for, and which is fine, because that's what you use RPG sessions for. This I was only using it to bring up the maps. So it's, a low, very, again, low bandwidth, there's no animation, but... If that's all you want, you know, all you need, it's perfectly fine. It does, uh, does the job very well. It uploads yeah. the map really quickly. So, and speaking uh, of which, I'm a, I mean, I spent this afternoon prepping mm -hmm. for the advantageous threats I'm going to run, and I wanted to bring up a map for you guys this time. Right. Because we're continuing from last time. Um, it actually took me longer to find the map in... <laughs> pinterest and download it than it did to go to albert rodeo yeah log in <laughs> sorry not didn't even log in create the thing upload the map yeah add your tokens renamed your tokens added <laughs> some stuff in that amount of time and i you know and it it, it maybe took me 10 minutes to do yeah. all of that and we're set up to run at later Right, so right. it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty slick in that regard. It did everything I needed to for us. Just uh, you can move tokens around on a map. Uh, we have a, all of us have a frame of reference, um, yep. and we're gonna be rolling dice, having fun. Boom. Yeah, you know, and not tokens bad. Can, the tokens can make you can make invisible, but you can also lock them, and you can even add a little color. There's little buttons for colors. So if you want to associate red with uh, with wounded or paralyzed or you know, maybe you dead. Go. Cool. You use that yellow for for fear. Click that, and the icon cool. will be surrounded by yellow. So there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's pretty yeah. cool. So there you go. That's my take on the L Bear Rodeo. I played with it. So uh, okay, check it another, out. So another option out there, homie. You use it a lot for board games. You want to oh, talk about yeah, it? dude. Oh, yeah. Tabletop simulator, baby. Um, this is uh, $19.99 on Steam, and I played a lot of board games on it. Now, every player that's in your game has to pay that, correct? Yes. 
and that's the current price. I bought it on um, Cyber Monday four years ago for like five ninety nine. So you can find sales. Um, You can, and you can gift, and you can gift the thing to your players if you want as well. If you're feeling saucy, Um, but once everybody has it, you could play games like. Zombies Eye, Dice Throne, Uncharted, Memoir 44. I think that's the first, that's when I downloaded it to play Memoir 44 with my buddy Keith. Um, but you could also create a gaming table, mm-hmm. virtual 3D gaming table. Now, a little Pretty bit of a learning curve as far as the interface using the right mouse button to rotate your camera and the middle mouse button to to um, slide, to pan left and right, and whatever, right? Um, so there's that little bit of a learning curve. To interface, move your eye point around in it, um, selecting your token, moving around on the map. Um, there's also going to be a learning curve as to how to load a map in. Mm-hmm. Um, other 3D models that you can load in, but there is a plethora of models out there. 3D models out there, and it will be in a 3D environment. Um, they're on Steam for Tabletop Simulator. What they have, it's called a workshop. Um, and then you could just go to the workshop for Tabletop Simulator and just do a search if you want to play the D Shift 7D game, if you want to look for um, orc models, 3D models. I don't know what that'll bring up, but hey, who knows? <laughs> Right. There is a Star Wars Maybe. user-created Star Wars system for it that's oh. in there, in the workshop. Excellent. Um, I had no idea. And Did I don't know if there's Genesis. I did not look it up myself, but then, there okay. is a Star Wars one. I've seen it. It looks good. It um, it rolls dice like it's supposed to. It, it tabulates what you got, gives you your nice. results. Um, good start. So um, dice rolling, to me, in the game, Every game I've ever played, the dice rolling system has been wonky um, at mm-hmm. to, at best. Um, you can, and one thing you'll want to learn as a GM, if you're going to run something here, turn off the flip the table option. Um, because at some point, one player will go, what's this do? And they'll click that red button and all your shit will go flying. Um fun to play it's fun to do that after you have like a big ffg you know arkham horror game that you've been playing for six hours and you've won or you've got defeated by cthulhu and then somebody goes let me flip the table and all your pieces go but not in the middle of it (laughs) not in the middle of it and right if but it is i mean it's you're like you said is a big learning curve on it but once you get it I know oh, yeah. one of the guys we used to play with and uh, used to be in our old community, um, he swore by it. He absolutely adored it. He'd bring a video monitor uh, to his face-to-face games, lay it down on the table, and run three-dimensional maps, tabletop simulator maps, running various different games, not not just his, you know, his go-to settings or systems, but all the systems that he ran, he'd run them right there for, with this virtual tabletop on tabletop simulator at the table. Um, and he swore by it. They said, didn't spend a lot of time at prep. Once he learned how to cut things and properly place the assets in GIMP, I think was the file, uh, the program yep. he used a lot. 
and another free to use um, tool. It, he, you know, it, if you're that kind of person that you really want to have that three dimensional environment for your players to to see through, you can. You're looking at a, you know distances in Genesis are always variable by map, and in this you don't have to have squares on your maps you, your maps right. can just be these virtual settings you, you go going up that stairs is from engaged to short range you know mm-hmm. um and very handy yep yeah. so it's pretty slick could be pre- i haven't i haven't run an rpg game in it i don't know whether i will or not because i definitely want to do my 3d gaming in person mm-hmm. um <laughs> To be honest with you, I would. Um, and you're not going to carry a 50-inch TV to your in-person games? I'm not going to. If I have to, I'll just take the TV that's three feet away from my gaming table and put it on the table if I need to. <laughs> you, know? Right you know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what do we have uh, next, Tony? The next one is uh, the newest one, the one we discussed a couple shows ago. Oh, okay. And that is Questline VTT. Um, just came out uh, recently, but it's also just recently received the dev-created Genesis support. Um, it's right on their advertising page that they support Genesis. $5 a month to the GM. Um, and then the players can play for free, as far as I know. Um, I've not used it myself. But they, their claim is that the interface is um, mobile friendly, so you can use it from your mobile phone. Um, and uh, from what I've seen of the screenshots and the YouTube video that welcome you know you to it, it's pretty slick. It works really well at doing Genesis, um, and the the things it does, it does right. It's got map usage. Um, it's another option. It's not one we're familiar with. Um, it's new. If you want to try something new and you want to get in cheap, this is the way to go. Um, don't really have much more to say about it. Do you, either of you, have any more to add on this one? I haven't spent any time looking at it, to be honest with you. I did not. Sorry. Nothing to add. No, but anything, only... that, but anything, that's, anything that's mobile-friendly and web-based, I would say... It could be something for you to look at if you if you're interested in because that means any of your players, regardless of kind of what platform they're going to be running and connecting to, it will be easier for them to do that, right? They wouldn't have to download a piece of software like Fantasy Grounds that you'll have to download a piece of fa- software for Fantasy Grounds um, yeah. to play that, right? So. Yeah, no, uh, a bit like you, Chris, uh, I haven't played. I read a little bit about it, and when I found out about it, they were talking about introducing Genesis to it. Now, of course, it's done. Um, I think, you know, like uh, like other virtual tabletops, having those interactive or uh, animated maps is like the new standard. So that's th- what they're aiming for to, to introduce as well. Being, of course, uh, customizable is one of the things that they uh, they push. So uh, if I ever go back into VTTs and I don't want to use Fantasy Grounds anymore for whatever reason, I might look at the at Questline. It looks pretty uh, 
pretty slick. And if I'm not a programmer, so if anything can be fairly simple for me, uh, I might uh, mm -hmm. look at that one uh, a bit more deeply. Make I it Tony friendly. Yeah, I am yeah. a programmer, and I like things simple myself too. <laughs> yeah. Well, whether I you like, like it simple or not, there I is like a, there Tony is a, friendly too. <laughs> I like it Tony friendly because Tony's an idiot. <laughs> no, you're not. You're just tech challenge sometimes. I call it tech challenge. <laughs> okay, I call it an idiot. When it comes to these things, I'm an idiot, but that's okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, and and as far as like the when when we're talking about these fancy animated maps, um, personally, it it does add something to it when you can see the the water move say on a map, right? Because that just kind of pops. And that's just, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Um, it'll, but it'll it's a novelty. Your players. It's a novelty. It'll it'll immerse your players into it a little bit. Um, then it, for me, it does kind of get into, well, are we playing a video game or are we role-playing? Are we playing a tabletop game? When does your virtual tabletop role-playing become a video game, right? right. And um, I, I don't know. I it, With that, I'd li I like the maps. Now, I do like the lighting in some of in the lighting effects, the wall effects, when you having that, I call it token discipline <laughs> for my players when they're moving their tokens around in a map. Okay. Uh, it, whenever you're moving, whenever you, I'll say, okay, you don't really have to tell me where you're moving, just move your tokens, but don't move them any further than say a corner. Uh, like you can move them down a the hallway, but don't move any further than say a corner. Don't move into a room. And, Till you know we kind of have you know until we kind of stop and you tell maybe i have you make a stealth check you know those kinds of things right and i'm i'm talking about dungeon crawling here specifically but um whether you guys do that in genesis i don't know um so some i've of done that it in star wars i ran a dungeon crawl in star hell wars. yeah you did yeah you did um and yeah so that that kind of stuff is awesome i i really like that and that kind of that does kind of get, but maybe that was that one was that one was pretty cool. You had running Star Wars too, the yep. uh, the dungeon crawl. So yeah, yeah ancient Sith that. tomb, good mm -hmm. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, but we have a couple last ones to just discuss. Um, I don't know how much we want to add to them, but um, I don't. I'm not familiar at all with the last one. Uh, me I, neither. I I'll let Stefan talk about that one. I know Discord. Uh, the community they they created a dice roller they call it d1c3 um which is mm -hmm. kind of an homage to the droids of star wars because yep. that's what it was originally and there is a huge genesis discord community and they do use the dice bot over there you just um you you can use that there to run a game in one of their little game rooms that they have and you'll it's see great... the genesis symbols rather yep. than uh than the, the star wars symbols too yep it, it works fine. You just have to have, you know, you have to be a little savvier with your character sheets. You have to, you know, do the printable PDF character sheets or use um, an online character sheet creator, which there is one out there. I um, can't remember the name of it. Uh, Genesis Emporium, where you can go create um, online character sheets. There's also RPG sessions um, where you can do online character sheets. If you're not using the RPG sessions, uh, game table you could just use it for character sheets either way um as long as your gm and your players have access to the various character sheets you could just use that theater of the mind everything simple yep. enough you could play it from your car you know talk about you know 
I think it was you, Chris, talked about a group of people in a car on a road trip. Um, Probably could, yeah. Role-playing a game, uh, rolling virtual <laughs> dice, with the exception of the driver, right? Um, he's not rolling anything. Um, but you could you could totally right. do that with a Discord um, dice bot, where one person That's has right. that on their phone. Or you could even use that with the Fantasy Flight, yeah. um, the one that came from Fantasy Flight originally, no, the I dice roller. Now, we do have a map usage none. I agree, but I disagree in a little bit because you can upload images in Discord. Yes, you can. Those can be a map. Now, you won't be able to throw a token on the map or anything like that, but you could upload a map and say, hey, here's the map you're on. You're here. You're going to have to describe where everybody is. Right. It's a visual. It's a visual. You could share visuals. You can't interact with them. Right, right. Um, yeah, I tried. I tried that when I ran my uh, Johnny Quest uh, before I discovered Albert Rodeo. I uploaded a map, but I had to be very be very specific that this is where the NPC is and where you're at entering. So I had to be okay. This at the left of the map, right of the map, whatever. <laughs> it's a bit more difficult that way, but it's possible. Yep. And you want to talk about this last one here, Stefan, that you added. Yeah, that one, a little bit like Questline, is a, a new edition that I've discovered, uh, I found uh, online called Roll. So uh, the, the website is playroll.com, Roll as in uh, role play, R-O-L-E, so playroll, uh, all one word, dot com. Uh, it's brand new. Um, it does not have specific rules set for, for Genesis, or at least not yet, but um, they say it's user created. You can customize it. Uh, it does, of course, uh, have more map usage and mobile friendly. And for now, it is free. Um, it is brand new. So I haven't explored more than that. But if uh, anyone out there wants to uh, to explore another VTT, look at that one. You know, uh, and see if. Uh, if that one uh, suits you as well. Oh, that's was our. That was our ninth one. Yeah. All right. If you guys, yeah. if you chuckleheads out there can't pick one of these and use one of these to run your game online, pff, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure you'll be able to pick I'm, something. We're You're sure. Not using it already. We are sure that there are more, and there will be more in the yeah. future. Oh yeah. But these are the most commonly used formats, and they're ones that are discussed in that Reddit thread. Uh, that are currently in use. The important thing is to go out as a GM and players, go out and find the one that works best for your table and make the best of it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's various levels of interaction, theater of the mind, um, and such for this. So right on. So yeah. happy online genesising. Yeah. And if you if if there are any that you all have any of you listeners out there who's like, well, what about this one? I use this one all the time. Hey, you know where to contact us. You know how to contact the resident community. Post it there for us, you know, in the Mayway or on our or on our Facebook page or tweet it to Stefan or email us, you know, so right on. All right. Well, let's jump over to RPG sessions and Albert Rodeo and do our advantageous threats.
All right, welcome to our next segment of Advantageous Threats. This is where we build, roll, and narrate the die results uh, from uh, some sample skill checks and for our entertainment and yours. And this week, this episode, Chris continues uh, with the AT from our last uh, topic show as Ilgax and Zircon got the handy haversack now, and now they need to <laughs> escape the merchant square from the guards. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, listen to the episode of this, the end of the advantageous threats from mm-hmm. last time. Um, roll initiative, fuckers. <laughs> um, <laughs> vigilance, by the way. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. let's All do right, that so and i will as you guys are rolling so basically what happened last time was um you got the handy haversack uh mm-hmm. by um by ilgax um doing a little bit of sleight of hand a little bit of telekinesis um of some the ambits the final bit of the ambits that you needed from a kiosk nearby kiosk um the merchant was very happy with you know, final price and whatever you got. Oh yeah, you yeah. got all of it. Gave it to you, but then you guys kind of notice on the map here. Um, mm-hmm. So Stefan, I think I described this to Tony earlier. So where you guys are on this map um, is the kiosk, this red kiosk that you're near. Um, right. The kiosk to the south that I put like this blue triangle on was the kiosk he grabbed the coinage from. Right. Um, gotcha. The 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 pinkish salmon colorish blobs <laughs> in this market square are the areas of crowd. Right. Crowd. Gotcha. You know. So the size of your tokens are probably a little too big. But you know, we're just we're just oh, yeah, we're eyeballing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're eyeballing. My character is big anyway, so. <laughs> He is. So his token probably the right size. No. Um, and um, what you both do notice um, are, um, yeah, you asked uh, whether there were guards in the square. Um, I said yes, because Tony mm-hmm. did roll that to spare last time um but what they are they're not necessarily guards as much as community enforcers if you will that walk around in groups of three um that are just kind of looking out for their looking out for the community of people that kind of you know acting out like they shouldn't be doing and um and uh what you guys kind of notice here is that kiosk um, is the lady is has a group of these three, the city enforcers, two at her kiosk pointing at Ilgax a short distance, you know, a short distance away. The the right. the um, the uh, distance across the Merchant Square is like a medium distance. Um, the distance from the entrance in the south to the entrance to the north, we're going to say long distance and, you know, off and then from there to the off the map is long distance. Right. Um, so, uh, for all of you, when you're doing out there, if you're doing like setting up virtual tabletops, when you're doing your gaming and maps, you'll want to describe those 
they will come in as squares on your maps. But, of course, in Genesis, we all know we don't use squares. We use range bands. So that's kind of what I'm describing here for them. Um, so what did you all roll for your initiative here? And I'm going to roll a couple of them for my bad guys. Okay, so I have um, we did two successes. Well. You didn't? Okay, so I have Neither two, one of us. I have 2.1 and 2.0. What did you yeah. guys roll? We are slow. <laughs> zero oh, one. Yeah. Both of us, zero one. <laughs> okay, then. And I, I added in the uh, RPG sessions table two city guards just to have them in the uh, initiative order. But Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, so yeah. my... um. So my minions will go first. Now we've re I've reset the pool. So you guys have two. I have the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We okay. reset that from last time. Um, uh, so your guards are going first, I imagine. Uh, yeah. Um. <clears throat> so let's see here. Okay. So. Group one is uh, this round. They are, it seems like, so you guys can kind of see them both. Um, it would seem they're still kind of making like a perimeter type of patrol here. Okay. Um, this round, you know, they kind of um, are kind of start continuing their patrol kind of to the south of the market square here. These city enforcers, too, however, um, so there are three in the, each one of these groups. Um, one of them kind of gets on like kind of like a comm device or whatever. Uh, and um, they start moving towards this kiosk. Okay. That you guys are at. Um they're Ilgak. So they're so he's moving so they're moving towards you. Um looks like they are um they have um drawn their weapons. Or no, it looks like they have um they have like these they've drawn like these these batons. Okay, that they that they've kind of walking around with like these billy club looking things. Right. Um but they're you know them to be kind of like these these like stun batons um, that these enforcers will be wielding in um, market squares like this. So they're kind of moving over to you, and um, they're uh, they're they're kind of a little reluctant because there's a globe, a floating globe <laughs> there, and and they're and they're saying. Put your, uh, they're getting ready to say, one of them says, like, you know, to you, um, to Zircon there, put your hands up, but they don't see any hands. And they're like, um, tentacles, stand down, <laughs> power down, whatever you have there. And, um, uh, you're under arrest. And it's I like, can't. I live in this thing. Well, yes, we need to take you downtown. You stole from this woman. And um, so he's going to kind of, they're going to do kind of like a coercion on you here. Oh, no. If we can. 
And that goes against what again, everybody? I believe uh, that goes against a willpower. Uh, discipline. discipline. What is your dis- yeah. discipline? Oh, crap. <laughs> is it now? <laughs> Too green. And coercion and goes off is presence, right? I'm pretty sure. The coercion is will. Coercion is will. Okay, so that's going to be two, purp- uh, two yellow for me. And what is yours? Sorry, Tony? Two purple. What was your two purple? Okay. Two purple, yep. Um, I'm actually going to give them a setback die because, I don't know, he's not really, it doesn't feel like he's got his heart into it. Because he's talking to a freaking, I don't know what he's, he doesn't really know what he's talking to, but he did hear the, I can't because I live in this thing. You know, he really can't see you. He just sees fog and <laughs> green lightning. Is that what? <laughs> I can't remember what you look like. <laughs> um, Yeah. <I laughs> kind am, of something like that. <laughs> I am a fog, uh, black fog of green lightning inside a bathosphere. Okay. The, and I, I, the bathosphere is actually yeah. my armor, but I, I'm telling them it's my um, your home, my habitat. It's like my. Okay. That's what I told them. I live in here. Now these city enforcers. Now I I am getting these guys out of off of page um, out of the out of the uh, secrets of the crucible book page two thirty four. Um, they are the city enforcers here, and I am going to use their force of justice. Here it is a um characters within short range of this character add a boost die to their combat checks but when they're acting to uphold the law and mm-hmm. you know what i'm gonna give them a boost die because they're trying to uphold the law i am the law <laughs> i am the, they are the law so i have two yellow a purple two or two yellow a blue two purple and a blick do anything to it, it. Nah. Get, all right here we go all right let's roll it well they fail um, okay. to really convince you, to really coerce you to do anything, it would seem. Um, but, yeah. uh, they, they, it does, it does kind of boost their morale just a little bit. Um, I have one advantage though. Um, let me see. What will that, you know, you, you, uh, yeah, I think that'll, that'll give like their other group a, a, a boost die, I think on their, on their check. Because uh, the one guy's on a radio, it's like, yeah, we don't know. I mean, he's, he's in a globe, but we can't yeah, freaking see him. He might be in here, but he's got the. But there's this really big guy here. He might not be. I don't know. Just get your asses over here. <laughs> um, who wants to go next? <laughs> you guys now. Uh, both of them have gone. You guys go. Uh, I'm, you you I'm, go. You go, little Gax. All right. I have this talent here. Um, distraction. Awesome. <laughs> So your character may use this talent to make an average coordination, deception, or skullduggery check, and for each success on the check, one adversary of my choice uh, in short range becomes disoriented. Uh, my character may spend advantage from that to inflict strain and okay. uh, may spend successes from that to stagger a minion or a rival at short range. Excellent. Um, so what I'm going to do is, so I'm, this kiosk that's right next to us, the woman who's complaining, yeah, I'm just going to telekinetically break the legs of her table and okay. spill all of her goods everywhere. Awesome. 
<laughs> That's great. All right. So do you want that to be skullduggery or deception? Um, gosh, I kind of like it being the sneaky sneak kind of skullduggery. I like it, it. It feels a lot of like trickery, Um, you know. I don't know. I think I'll um, I'll go with skullduggery. I'm okay with I like that. The, I, I like skullduggery yeah. on that, you know. All right. So this is going to be a skullduggery check. And uh, uh, that did not. Nope, that's not me. Hold on. <laughs> Silly game. <laughs> and the difficulty on kids. this. What 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 would what is is there a set difficulty? It says it has control? average difficulty for. Oh, this go for it. Okay. Yeah. Go so, for it. um, and then I am also going to be spending a player story point to okay. upgrade my check. Um, go for it. And yeah, let's see how this good. rolls out. So yeah. that sounds. I good had four successes and an advantage. Oh, okay. So, so what do the successes mean again? All right. So for each success. I can disorient a guard at short range. I want to do the one right next to me and the one through the crowd that's looking at. I want to disorient both. That's add a okay. setback die to all their checks. Well, the crowd, the the one next to you is at short range. The other group is at medium range. Oh, okay. All right. Sitting forces. Right. But there are three. So right. that group three is successes. disoriented. That right. group is This is a minion group. Okay. And that's I'd a minion like group. to spend a success to stagger. Perfect. So stagger means they can't move. They won't be able to move, really. And one yeah. advantage to inflict strain. One strain. Perfect. As just the, the legs on the table break, and there is this huge distraction of goods from that woman's table falling everywhere. That sounds good to me. I think one of the, we're going to say one of those guards was close enough to that table where some of the goods fall into him, and he'll take that strain from okay. that. Okay, and, and then I'm going to use and my there, maneuver afterward to float behind my friend, the big guy. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> and and they and they're they're like, they're they're gonna kind of they're gonna lose their. That's a stagger. You lose your free maneuver. Yes, uh, no really? stagger. They use their action. Yeah, lose their action. They lose their they action. Move. Oh, okay. Yeah, immob immobilized. Immobilizes the. Uh, they lose their so, next action. Oh, okay. Got it. Oh, well, awesome. That's fantastic. Okay. All right. All right. I'm done. Then. What is Curzon going to do? Curzon looks at this. Okay, things are happening. Um, and sees his friend float by. Well, yep. time to and, go, it seems. Yeah, and this this group here just seems to be, they're like, whoa, he's gone. They're, some of them are helping this lady with their with her carts, not sure what to do. People are kind of scattering a little bit. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Curzon, uh, since it's a busy market, it probably has these stringers with banners or maybe clothes on them or uh, things like that hanging over. Which you're about that flags. tall. Flags. You're probably tall enough. Yeah. To reach with that. his yeah. between you're big. Yeah, and if not, with his scythe, he'll just cut a few ropes or poles and okay. have something fall down uh, to obstruct the path and then move along with his friend. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Why don't you, um, 
I don't know, this feels like just like a simple, um, uh, yeah, I'd even make it an easy um, melee check. Yeah, all right, so let's go with that. All right, cruise on, cruise on, come on, melee. And and just because you're a big guy, See? you have mm-hmm. a big scythe. Yeah. There is a kiosk next to you with the boss. I'm going to flip a GM story point. Okay. Back to you. So it should have two in your pool. And... All right. So let's go with his combat. Because a despair would be ugly here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it'll be one red. One red. All right. Hey, these and people I are innocent. Will... Don't you try to use innocent bystanders <laughs> against us. Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> All right. And did you, so you're up, so you're upgrading it. So I've got. Yeah. So it'll just yellow. be a red. It'll just be a red okay. instead of an easy purple. It'll just be a, oh. an easy okay, upgraded enough. purple to a red. Right, so no, no worries. So I'll got three, three days so two yellow, a green and a setback because my weapon is, uh, is massive and I'm not quite strong enough yet. So I'm still learning to, to maneuver it. Okay. And, and a, and a red. I'm yep. good with my pool, so let's it. roll them dice. Mm-hmm. And that makes it two successes and an advantage. All right. Yeah. So, snick, snick, snick. Uh, mm-hmm. Some banners, a uh, tarp over maybe one of the uh, other stalls. Uh, and then mm-hmm. maybe makes uh, some goods mm-hmm. fall as I maneuver as well, making the ground okay. a bit more difficult. All right. And so, start beating a hasty retreat. <laughs> sounds good. Which way are you going to move? Now, I'm going to say, quote unquote, that pinkish area is going to be that crowd will be right. difficult terrain. We'll take an extra maneuver to move through right. it. So you can okay. get to the other side of it if you want to spend a strain to do two maneuvers, I would well, say. Uh, Let's say. Okay. I'll spend a maneuver at least to... Yeah, I am big, but still moving up, let's say, towards uh, the Il- Ilgax mm-hmm. as a maneuver. And another maneuver, if I can, kind of to pick him up so that I can we can move faster. Uh, sure, you could totally put the we globe under your arm like a football or a basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yep, it's basketball size. Yeah, basketball size. <laughs> well, That's what I was go. picturing. Yeah, Tony. Okay, cool. We're in the same wavelength there. All right. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, <laughs> snick, snick. Then he tucks these combat scythe neatly under one arm, grabs with the other, well, one tentacle, with the other tentacle then just swoops around the uh, the globe and starts uh, moving through the crowd. Excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me. And starts <laughs> stinking, of course, stinking up the place so badly, people will probably help, probably move away anyhow. <laughs> okay, all right, cool, cool. Ooh, that smell. Yep. Child. Actually, maybe that's why I, I'll spend a story point now, not on the dice roll, but simply to make it that the stink is really bad and affecting people that are making them move away, <laughs> making the ground a little less difficult. You know, I like it. I like it. I, I could I could totally see this. Um, I could totally see this. Um, yeah, crowd just turning into like, oh, something that kind of looks like that something that kind of looks like um oops well it's blue now but that's okay that kind of looks like um mm-hmm. like crowd dispersing kind of dispersing right. just a little bit so you kind of maybe got a right. little path 
to go nice. through it. There you go. All right. So it's kind of starting to disperse. Oh my gosh, it's stink. Oh, we don't like that. We need to and you you kinda hear you kinda hear you kinda you kinda hear other folks say, We totally have to pass that law to keep keep them from not coming into our, to our me. No, no, it, it was those rats on a stick. They they don't agree with me. But pardon me, pardon me. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Okay. Well, he's dignified. He also has that dignified bearing. That's a yeah. <laughs> racial trait. So. Okay. So. That was round one. <laughs> that was round one. So we move on to round two with the city enforcers being called over here to these guys. Um, they're going to have to spend both of their action and maneuver to kind of get around this to kind of get here. Um, and they'll get to this kiosk. They're kind of here doing their thing. Um, so yeah, so maybe what these I guys are going to move kind of a little debris there, roughly in right. that area, the light blue yep. that I drew. I yep. just drew. Yep. And then these guys are going to move up, but they can't act. Um, right. So these guys are, so these enforcers they're kind of within like short range of you guys now but they can't but city enforcers they're minions so they can't spend their what do you call it yeah an ex they can't spend strain to get an extra maneuver they can't spend their strain right right but they they could downgrade their action to get a second maneuver which they can't act though no but then they city act. enforcers one city enforcers one had to spend their maneuver and their action to kind of basically get within short range of be over to pretty much right. where you guys started because of the crowd avoiding the crowd getting over here and they're telling them what well, what they're doing they're pulling their they're pulling out these stun guns <clears throat> so group two um, had to shake off my distraction and then start towards us pretty much yep, yep. got it yep so okay. now your guys's turn all right would you like me to fly us out of here if you can, yes, pull that trick out of your 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 your, your, your not your hat, but your your suit. <laughs> Actually, I can fly. <laughs> Both can. Yeah, my character can fly. He's picked you up. He starts flying. I'll let, let him take the the lead and just zip on into the air. <laughs> I'll let you go then. I'll let you fly, yeah. and I'm going to create a miasmic cloud of smoke from my bathysphere to make it basically stealth us as we're Cover flying, our retreat. As flying on right. up and over the all, all right. right so i i would downgrade my action to another maneuver so i can move twice while you cover our uh our escape then <laughs> sounds good hey that sounds great right. well congratulations guys because <laughs> The distance that you could cover is straight up and gone. Um, Pretty much. You're basically <laughs> at medium range. You have this cloud below you. Um, and um, these guys, you see like these stun guns just kind of get shot up that just just yeah. miss and completely. They don't Wild really shots. have the range. They really don't have the range for this um, to kind of to kind of hit you guys. Um, but um yeah, you do kind of notice, though, as you're kind of flying out, there are some folks kind of getting out what the equivalent of, like, maybe cell phones would be and taking right. pictures <laughs> of you. And mm -hmm. So you're probably on some, you know, 
radar of a um, law enforcement somewhere oh, now. I, so. make, I make sure they get to my good side of things. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Most excellent. And of course, you know, Ilgax, he could totally change what he's going to be running around in. So, right? So, no big. He wants to, yeah. <laughs> and you have the handicap thing. Siler, Siler's gonna be pissed though. Maybe who knows? <laughs> but no, the uh, well done, gentlemen. Well done. There we go. As we fly off into the sunset, <laughs> huge well, mantis I, I, with tentacles flying off in the distance. <laughs> now, what these guys had, their stun batons and their guns had the concussive quality. Um, so if I would have been able to at least get an attack off. I had a chance to potentially knock you, take you down for a round, which could potentially have created some chaos there. Might have been able to apprehend you, but the distraction, neat distraction, Tony. Well done. Great. Best talent for a rogue class yeah. character ever <laughs> ever and what talent was that yeah. again Tony? What distraction again? it's directly distraction. right out of the keyforge book yeah oh that's fantastic look over there <laughs> well done well that was sadly unless we do one on episode 100 that might be either our last or second to the last advantageous threats it yep. could be um, this could be the last one it could and be it, and and we left in a fog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of war, not war. No, Never to be it. seen again, or will you be? <laughs> All right. Excellent. So let's wrap this up. Let's. Yep. All right, everybody. Well, that's our show. That is episode 90. Um, next show. So close. I know we are. We're gonna be doing. Stefan's gonna be GMing. Um, Tony, Sean, and myself through the finale of his Dragon Star adventure. Um, called Between a Rock and a Hard Place, uh, part four, I believe, of that yep. one. So, looking forward to that, buddy. Yeah. What, what's going to happen? What what kind of plot am I cooking up? What hard place are we going to be between? Yes. What rock, what rock are we going to see next? I yeah. know. What hard <laughs> What ingredients would Rongo find? <laughs> How will Udo get out of this mess? <laughs> oh, we were in a pickle. I'm pretty yeah, sure I, it's going to be pickles and whatever I make next. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and how, how will Hatru blow those pickles up? <laughs> That's right. And then how can so, yeah. we find more yakitori sauce, man? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which I had I had teriyaki wings the other day and I kind of thought of this. I'm like, teriyaki? Yeah, yakitori, baby. <laughs> Almost ordered them yakitori too. <laughs> Almost. Uh, all right. Anyways. Uh, what do we have for uh, do any, any listener feedback there, Steph? Oh, a little bit. I found that one of our listeners, uh Guillaume Tardif, uh came out with the uh, Inquisition uh, setting for Genesis. I mm-hmm. uh, had posted uh, on Facebook, uh, he has a French Genesis page, uh, because now Edge Studio is in France. So a lot of the text sometimes, uh, or news is in French. 
And apparently going forward, uh, Edge Studios will be offering a specific code that allows people to download the free PDF version whenever you buy the physical copy. Hopefully, maybe they'll allow this uh, if they ever reprint other books that have already come out, like Keyforge and the basic handbook and the expand the player's guide, etc. Cool. Which would be nice, yes, instead of paying twice for the book. Uh, Fantastic. Buy the, would uh, allow you to download it for free. So hopefully that will work, work out uh, in the future. Nice. Yeah, I always buy Dead Tree versions, so I mean, and mm-hmm. I always end up paying for a digital version at some point. So, well, it's nice some other bit of savings. Well, it, yeah, some companies have, have done that where they allow you to download the PDF for free if you buy the physical one. Uh, right. So, it's nice to to be able to do that. I know the yeah, latest couple of Kickstarters that I had, I you know, I do the the Dead Tree mm-hmm. and the PDF comes with that. As yeah. far as the you know the rewards go for it and such, and you get the PDF first, then they'll mail well, you the the dead tree version of well, it. Well, that's so, it. So. Yeah, yeah, even on drive through RPG, sometimes you you do the print on demand, and they'll stick in the uh, the PDF for free since you know it's already there. So, and even on even on uh, I think the free league publishing, a lot of all their stuff, you, a lot of their stuff, you buy you buy it, you get their PDF, you get the PDF right away. And then it's being sent from overseas, so it's going to take a few weeks to get the real books. But yeah, nice, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I did that with my Shine Tar when I backed their Kickstarter, got the PDF, and then uh, Dead Tree version uh, a little while after. So cool, very nice. Well done, Ed Studio. For, yes. All right, 21st century, love it. Yep. So if you <laughs> speaking of 21st century, you want to get on your interwebs and you want to reach out to us, that's the way to do it. Finding the Narrative Podcast, Gmail dot com. Or find the narrative on Facebook or Mayway, or Twitter at FTN underscore Genesis. Recommend our podcast both now and in the future, way in the far future when we no longer have money. Um, to at uh, Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and more. This is Tony saying, let's tell a story and spend a story point. And this is Stefan saying, dare to ask for those boost dice. And this is Chris saying, remember the rule of cool. Have all of your kiosk vendors in the market square have reinforced legs on their tables. Um, <laughs> but just have fun. Play it. And stink up the place before you leave. <laughs> exactly. Good night, everybody. Good night. Adios. Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, copyright 2022. All rights reserved.